Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io/ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information brought to you by the first ever toyota grand highlander hello friends jack flight school o'brien here uh, also known as jack still can touch ned if i get a running start and haven't eaten heavy breakfast o'brien uh, both nicknames that i go by inviting you to check out miles and jack got mad boosties for a weekly basketball conversation with me and my co-host from the daily zeitgeist miles gray we are joined by comedians writers podcasters and fellow nba fans as we discuss the latest news and events from around the league check it out miles and jack got mad boosties brought to you by the first ever toyota grand highlander <laughs> Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Livegistics is an award-winning Detroit-based MBE company that is committed to automating tedious manual tasks and preparing businesses for a sustainable future. After raising over $6 million in seed funding and procuring over 20 team members worldwide, Livegistics simplifies material management by providing an advanced platform that enables real-time tracking, streamlined processes, and seamless digital transactions making it effortless for construction professionals to efficiently manage and optimize their materials from start to finish. Today, our guest is their widely celebrated CEO, Justin Turk, here to discuss the origin story of the successful black business, how these results can be replicated, and black people's role in helping create a sustainable future. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right. Mr. Justin Turk, the CEO himself. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Ramses, for having me on. Definitely uh, excited to be here. Of course. It, it's it's a joy to have you. Obviously, you've been accomplishing some amazing things. So what we like to do around here is we start our stories at the beginning. Do us a favor. Tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your upbringing, and what led you to becoming the CEO of Livegistics. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, uh, born and raised in Detroit, uh, third generation entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, grew up in a family that was heavily involved in construction. Um, we had a company called Turks Paving. I can remember being a five year old sitting at the, uh, the desk with my father, my grandfather. You know, that business was pretty successful. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was a large minority owned asphalt paving company in, in Michigan. Nice. And then they went out of business. And I didn't know a lot of uh, reasons why, but I knew when it was time to go to college. My family didn't encourage me to go into construction management. It was tough. They had obviously some some wounds from what happened with the business. I had an uncle uh, who lived in Silicon Valley. I was on vacation right before football camp started, and he taught me into going into computer science. That was his background. He was a tech guy. I uh, went to college, and um, and that was kind of my path. But while I was playing ball, I, um, I interned a lot in construction, interned a lot in, in computer science. So I, I saw both fields. 
I'm working, working both, but my bloodlines and, and my energy uh, always brought me back to construction. Uh, I was part of a company um, for over a decade and from growing from a project engineer to leaving as vice president, mm-hmm. chief estimator of that company. A lot of the things that I found out in that industry, uh, being one of few minorities, working in the construction field, negotiating large contracts, litigations, lawsuits, uh, it led me to understand that technology needed to be vastly in- introduced into the construction industry. And um, a lot of the things that were affecting our communities, um, specifically um, in urban settings, uh, disproportionately, were things that we could solve with technology. So I, I saw an opportunity to check both boxes, mm-hmm. and that kind of led me to uh, starting Logistics and, and venturing out. And I, I still got support from that original company I work with. Still Rudis on there, still my longest customer, ironically. But uh, that's kind of my my origin story on how I got to uh, to uh, the CEO of Logistics. Sure, sure. And, and and I think you touched on it a bit. And of course, we touched on it a bit um, in the introduction. But um, do us a favor, even though we've described what logistics is, uh, logistics is, sorry, um, give it to us in layman's terms. Break it down for our listeners. What is logistics? What does logistics do? A great question, because in the construction industry, it can be a little complicated. So mm-hmm. in layman's terms, think about there's so much paperwork, so much um, the, the, the construction industry is is uh, 50 percent contributed to waste in our country. And mm-hmm. it's because it's a very disjointed, disorganized industry with a lot of chaos, but also a lot of cash that runs through it. So when you think about the supply chain from what happens in the field, to what happens in the back office, there's really been no consistent way to, to streamline that process from supplier all the way to my back office. Um, Logistics takes that and makes it completely digital um, where you can actually procure materials through our platform, manage it in the field, manage it in your office, manage it all the way to your back office. Uh, And we do that not just for contractors, we do it for transporters. We do it for major suppliers and landfill corporations across the country. And they all see great value individually and they collectively join in the network. We see it as a great opportunity to improve efficiency on job sites, improve performance in the field, and also um, push for a sustainable future because we are digital. We are reducing waste. Uh, we are very efficient when it comes to um, drive time, you know, things that, that are important in the construction industry. So hopefully I summarize that right. But no, absolutely. Um, it, it makes absolutely. life easier for our, our industries. And uh, we're excited about it. Sure. And, you know, uh, the thing is, uh, you know, on, on this show, we, we talk to a lot of uh, titans of industry. We talk to a lot of accomplished people. Um, and we talk to a lot of innovators, but it's really that connection between the the listeners. What 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 do people's who who wake up in the morning and they go to work and then they come home and they make dinner and they just live their lives? What connection can we make to those people? Well, one of the things that I like about what it is that you're doing is that um, you're helping facilitate uh, perhaps one of this country's biggest problems um, or the solutions for one of this country's biggest problems, which is um, a lack of housing, certainly in, in a lot of huge population centers. And stream by streamlining the construction process, um, you're making it easier and more uh, environmentally friendly uh, for these folks to do the building that is necessary. And as we know around here, um, disproportionate housing is definitely an issue that black and brown people face in this country. So um, I commend you for being, you know, forward thinking and for anticipating the need for this. And then afterwards, pioneering and championing this effort to where it is. And that brings me to 
my next point. You know, we mentioned that um, you've raised uh, over, I think it's $6 million in seed money. So tell us, tell us the story about your early success with Logistics. So um, I, I've got to go back to, you know, what I was even in my previous post. We did a friends and family round, and I talk about this a lot, where I didn't know what a pitch deck was. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know a lot of the terms related to venture capital, angel investors. I knew that I had a background in computers. I had a background in civil engineering. I had a lot of experience in that field, and I saw an opportunity to improve um, a process. And and one thing I'll say, Rams, this is that um, for us, that process includes in, in cleaning up a lot of neighborhoods. You know, we're involved in blight. Um, we're being able to monetize materials that usually go into people's backyards, go into alleys. Um, tires is a, is a huge commodity right now, but that's, that's just a part of the process. So we did a friends and family round. Um, and friends and family, we raised over $140,000, you know, nice. and, and that was literally us, um, presenting a, doing a presentation myself mostly and presenting the business opportunity and saying, this is what we're going to do. And this is the opportunity in front of us. And we got a lot of people who are involved. And I've got family members who are, you know, original investors of logistics. That's something I'm really excited about because I think success, you know, can have so many different facets to it. And if you're successful alone, it doesn't matter. So I wanted to open it up as an opportunity there. From there, um, we, you know, were fortunate enough um, through our tech town here in tech town, Detroit, get introduced to Black Ambition and never heard of it. Uh, It was the inaugural year. And for those that don't know, Black Ambition was, it's Pharrell Williams, Felicia Hatcher's brainchild, where they invest millions of dollars annually in uh, minority-owned entrepreneur um, businesses we were the inaugural winner. So we won a million dollar prize uh, in 2021, over 2000 companies across the country. And we were chosen as the first one. And I will say this, uh, winning that million dollars, the network that it opened up, the, the people, the resources, Pharrell, Felicia are, are amazing individuals, still get in touch, keep in touch with them. Um, I was just texting Felicia last week. I saw Pharrell uh, a few months ago. They really care. So I was one thing to see him on TV, but the network they opened us up to, the people I get to talk to, the the advisors I have now, um, that network um, has been tremendous. And one of those investors who was a part of that network introduced me to who led our C round of $6 million. So you can imagine um, going from a friends and family round where I just sat at a table and talked about um, our business with my family and, and a few friends and going to uh, winning a Black Ambition competition. Um, that's still you know going on annually that I, I, I still support holistically. And then getting introduced to a lead investor uh, we've been extremely blessed um, for uh, a minority business to be able to raise that type of funding. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. 
When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. We are here today with Justin Turk, the CEO of Logistics, the award-winning Detroit-based MBE company that is committed to automating tedious manual tasks and preparing businesses for a sustainable future. All right. So you mentioned um, winning the million dollars uh, that and and the backing that you know the relationship with Pharrell and Felicia afforded you, but that I believe is just one of the many awards that Livegistics has won. So I don't want to stop there. I want you to share some of the other accomplishments, awards, you know, um, accolades that uh, you have received uh, with Livegistics. Appreciate it. Um, um, we won a uh, up and coming tech company, small business award in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been, we, we won an award with, uh, along with tech town, um, the, the, uh, the Idris Award out of Atlanta, as far as the, uh, the International Development, uh, Infrastructure and Sciences Award. Um, we've been extremely blessed. Uh, we're an MBE certified company here locally. We've been spotlighted as a company, um, up and coming. We've been, um, named one of the top 50, uh, places to work for in, uh, in the, in the, in the Midwest recently. It. Yeah. Um, we've been named as a uh, top 10. Um, startups to walk, to watch, not only just in infrastructure and technology, but just across the, um, across the world. Uh, so we've been extremely blessed and fortunate and I can just, I can go on and on, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's almost, you know, I, I pinch myself because I love what I do. Uh, we work extremely hard, but I get to work with great people. I get to shake hands. I get to, to roll my sleeves up. Uh, and I'm in it. I'm in it every day. And I just, I, I know there's a lot of, um, people and a lot of talent. Um, who maybe is working a nine to five, who thinking about stepping out on their own. Um, the one thing I'll say, you know, with the awards and accolades, I mean, we won a DAPS up award. Um, and I can, like I said, I can, I can go on and on about the different accolades we've gotten. Um, but there's so much opportunity out here. I think specifically our community needs to know the resources are out here and, um, historically they're not going to us and we're not necessarily searching out for them because we feel like the uh the the options are limited but mm-hmm. i've been introduced so many places that i know that 
I am it's blowing my mind about what's really out here as far as capital resources, how businesses succeed, how much support they get um towards success, what goes on behind those scenes. Um, it's definitely different than what we've been told and what we've grown up to be raised about. Fantastic. I love that. So um I want to ask you another question because again, day to day people they live their lives. They go to work, they pick up the kids, you know. They may not be thinking about tomorrow when they got bills due today, right? So this is a lot of a yeah. lot of people, right? Um but, you know, we all live here. We all more or less understand what's going on and you're in a perhaps a better position to answer this question than anyone else. Um so rather than ask a question, what I want you to do is, if you will, uh, discuss for me in your vision what black people's role is in creating a sustainable future. Wow, that's that's a that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some thoughts, too, but I, I, I'll let yeah. you go first. Um, when I think about sustainable future, so that, that comes in so many different layers. Uh, yeah. When you think about operation, when you think about community. So let, let's pull it apart, though, from the stance that um, I'm just going to look at resources and, and what our country is is looking at down the pipeline. You're talking about less than one percent of, of uh, venture capital funding goes to minorities. And that number is even smaller for our, our black community. Um, but every every business is a tech business. Like, I don't care if you're a nail shop, if you're a hair salon, you are going to become a tech business. I mean, look at what Amazon did with grocery stores. They're introducing tech. So the idea that we can sit on the sidelines is is just a thought that doesn't exist. You're either going to be working for somebody or you're going to be running your business and you're going to be in the tech field. That's the future. Yeah. But when you introduce AI to this, um, where AI is leading us right now, um, it's going to be extremely important for us to get involved and get off the sidelines because they're going to be able to provide, to humanize AI to the point where um, sustainability is going to be um it come in so many different various terms. Is it going to involve a reduction in labor force? Because there's an argument that if we have less people on the road driving, then we're going to reduce carbon emissions. If we have less people going to work, what are we replacing them with? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not involved in tech from that standpoint, you're sitting on the sideline. Sure. Is it going to involve the different ways that we build our, our buildings, the different ways that we include housing in our neighborhoods? Because they're going to become a lot more sustainable. What materials are being built, built for? Um, how are we going to house people as our country continues to grow? What role do we have when it comes to sustainability there if we sit on the sidelines? So knowing about what's going on is really important. The other part is about sustainability is that there's a lot of equity involved in it. Um, okay. Inclusion, diversity is an extremely important part. And I come from an industry in construction where diversity and inclusion is something that's been celebrated on the front end, but it hasn't been sustainable on the back end. Right? Okay. There's been a lot of... Um, you know, this is what we want to do. But when you you pop the hood, it's never been done. And a lot of the things that that the reason people have pointed to this, and this is politicians, leaders, is that we have not created an infrastructure to have minorities involved at the capacity needed to check those boxes. Sure. So um, I can I can talk some different ways about sustainability. You can go into waste about what we do at the landfills, about how we track waste, how we know that the amount of waste that's going to go into our landfills is going to be reduced substantially. And it's becoming commodities. I mentioned tires earlier. There are companies right now that are becoming businesses because they're taking commodities out of landfills and they're creating businesses for themselves. How many communities do we live in? My father's from Pittsburgh. I was there last month. And there's 
um, thousands, hundreds of thousands of tires sitting in some of these neighborhoods. Well, on the other side of the country, they're selling them and they're recycling materials and they're creating million dollar businesses. Mm. So when you think about sustainability, there's there's opportunities, obviously, for you to be involved on the environmental side. There's opportunities for you to be involved on actually creating a new business that's going to lead towards a sustainable future. We look at commodities that need to be take repurposed and upsold or recycled for, for various purposes. There's diversity and inclusion that is going to come. It's something that I don't think the country even has come to grips with what's coming after this affirmative action, but that's a whole different conversation. But mm-hmm. if diversity and inclusion is part of sustainability, what's our role in creating a pipeline to make sure that we check those boxes? Because that's going to happen. Um, it's, it's an essential part of it. So um, for our communities, I think we need to understand that sustainability comes in multiple different facets. It's not just environmental. It's not just community. You know, there's so many different layers to it. And then we need to find out what role can we play in growing ourselves, you know, financially, emotionally, um, spiritually, so that as sustainability becomes a, a part of our country, that is just, you know, our lifeline, that we make sure that we have a seat at the table. Well, sir, I'm glad I asked you first because that was the, <laughs> yeah. the picture perfect answer to that question. You know, my thoughts uh, tend to go to, um, so I do a lot of work in the social justice space. And so um, environmental racism is something that I've been studying pretty closely. Mm-hmm. And the effects of that on black and brown people um, and for our listeners that aren't intimately familiar with it. In short, um, there are rules uh, legislated into being that allow mostly businesses to pollute or to discard waste in certain areas and, you know, it tends to follow the wealth line, which tends to follow the color line. Um, and when it doesn't follow the wealth line, it still follows the color line. And so the long and the short of it is that um, black people end up in environments where it affects, you know, healthcare outcomes and it affects, you know, reading levels and development levels in, in children and, and, you know, these sorts of things that the physical well-being of these black and brown people from these communities that are affected by this form of racism, environmental racism. And um, because as often is as is often the case, we end up with the worst case scenario in this country um, as a people. Um we have to really look at sustainability. We have to look at, we, we have to take these things seriously. Now, far be it for me to put onto black people, hey, if you recycle, um, then we'll be doing our job. There, These are corporations, these are you know huge enterprises that are really polluting our planet. And then we're bearing the brunt of it in our communities. That is, that is the truth of the matter, full stop. 100%. But, but our role, um, in a sustainable future, I believe needs to be reconsidered because many people accept this as, well, this is just the bad part of town. This is just the poor part of town. And, and many black people don't realize, no, this is the black part of town. That's why it's happening. And so for me, um, as often as is necessary and as I, as I can, as, as often as a topic comes up, I do my best to alert uh, my people to this phenomenon that has been happening for 
you know, forever in this country. And now we're seeing the effects of it um, specifically in healthcare outcomes. And so this was my take on it. But for you to consider the fiscal benefits and and obviously ha- having you know some sort of seat at the table i think that's how you mentioned it and and being able to decide uh what our role is going to be and and how we will be affected as a people in in what a sustainable future looks like and then of course the t- the technological implications and so forth an exceptionally thorough response sir my hats off to you i commend you and i'm glad i asked the question um so that brings me to my next my next question uh what is the future that you would like to see what is the future you would like to create with logistics so so i i want to layer this because i i think um i had the, the opportunity to sit in um in palm springs last year and listen to the ceo of linkedin and one of the things he talked about and this is i believe this and i think it's important is that you can be a business a mission-driven business you can be very successful and be impactful at the same time so mm-hmm. from the business side um, you know, we've got some some huge opportunities that we've been working on that are uh, coming to fruition here soon and we're going to be able to release some news on. Um, so on the business side, you know, our, our goal in the next three years is to be integrated in over 600 landfills. And, mm-hmm. and if I if I pull that apart and talk about what that meant uh, from an infrastructure perspective, you, you touched on some of those things. Um, we eliminate illegal dumping. You know, we're going to be involved in the reroute of waste. Um, into areas where it can become a commodity and who benefits from that. So mm-hmm. holistically for our financial side, um, I want to make sure that our business is positioned to where when people are making decisions um, that impact their bottom line economically um, and it impacts the environment, logistics is a hub that allows them to do that because construction only cares about making money. We can talk about other things, but if, while we encourage them to make money, they can also improve the community. They can improve the environment. And those things are not mutually exclusive. I think we won as a business. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the other side of that for me personally, um, you know, I know that uh, my role, I've been very blessed to just see see the other side of the, the coin that I didn't know existed. And just one of the things that, that Pharrell always says is share the codes. So I'm very interested in, in making sure that people who come behind me or come with me are aware of everything that I've seen, what I've heard, what I've, what I've witnessed, what I've, I've been through. From the lens that is a minority, that is black, because it is a little different, mm-hmm. um, the perspective that you're going to have. And seeing as many people succeed in this in this startup entrepreneurial world as possible, um, I want to be a part of that as well. And I think the two of those can exist. And at the end of the day, um, if we're doing our job on, on both of those, then we've got a, a cleaner, more efficient community. We've got more startups who are benefiting from things like sustainability. Um, and we've got an infrastructure that's leading us to a point where we're able to reinvest dollars back in, into communities and people who want to start their own business and introduce tech, introduce some type of solution that's going to be both beneficial for them and beneficial for our communities as well. Justin Turk. Um, two things I want to say to you. You are a brilliant man. You are a brilliant mind. And I hope that you receive this the way that I'm intending it. Because we don't know each other, but I'm very proud of you, sir. I appreciate um, it. I'm, I'm sure. sure that there are other people that may feel the same after listening to um, this conversation we've had today. And we don't want them to remain disconnected from you and 
what you have going on at present and what you will have going on in the future, which I imagine is exceptionally bright, will you do us a favor and provide any sort of social media, any sort of website, any any way that folks can tap into, learn more about you, watch you grow, watch you develop, watch you thrive? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, our, our website is uh, Um There's a lot of different ways to get in, in, in touch with us through there, whether it be our chat or through some of the email channels that are exist on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media, we are Logistics Inc. Um, Spell that on for Instagram. us. Logistics. Spell that for us. Logistics. L I V E G I S T I C S Inc. That's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, we're Logistics. Same word. Uh, and same thing on Facebook. Um, obviously, you can follow me. Uh, I'm on. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on all the channels. Uh, Justin Turk. Uh, and obviously, the CEO of Logistics, I'm easy to find. But um, yes, I'm, I'm I'm wide open. We're wide open as a team. You know, we're we're uh, a bunch of uh, you know tech enthusiasts and construction experts that um, think that there's an opportunity to to be impactful and be useful in, in an ever growing community of construction and infrastructure change. So um, I, I definitely appreciate man coming on and talking with you and, and just uh, being able to share our story. You know, share our um, are what we've done so far. We're just getting started. Like I said, we got some, we've worked on some amazing things. We got some news that's coming and, and, you know, it's a blessing to, uh, you know, sit here and I'm thinking about where, where I started, where we started. Um, some of the things that, you know, have been, you know, put in front of us, some of the opportunities that we, we rolled up our sleeves and we, we worked hard to get. But the reality is that we know we've got a whole community rooting us on. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because they want to see life just to succeed. I want people to be encouraged to, you know, start that business, step on on their own, whether it be moonlighting. Um, you know, you're going to be two years older no matter what you do. So if you got a vision, you got an idea, be two years further along in that mission on that vision uh, mm-hmm. than you are right now and go out and take it because the world is changing. It's changing fast and it's changing a lot of times um, and we're not seeing it. It just looked up and it happened. So we got to be prepared. We got to lock in and we got to be a part that change so well thanks again well said um i i i can't thank you enough uh for your time and of course for everything you're doing with logistics and just you know living an inspired life and having an inspirational story that that certainly matters to me so yeah thanks again man and and once again today's guest is justin turk the ceo of logistics the award-winning detroit-based MBE company that is committed to automating tedious manual tasks and preparing businesses for a sustainable future. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, Ramses. Thank you. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network daily podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.